Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. For more than a year, an army of consultants has been exploring the possibility of leasing St. Louis Lambert International Airport to a private entity. Proponents say a lease would garner the city a big cash payment and improved service, even as private operators would allow the airport to find efficiencies. But some aldermen say the city would be giving away its most valuable asset for what is, at best, short-term gain. Despite those criticisms, the city is getting close to releasing a request for qualifications. Joining me in studio to talk about where things stand and what happens next is St. Louis Public Radio reporter Corinne Ruff. Do you have questions about St. Louis's possible plan to lease its airport? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Corinne Ruff, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me. When we talk about privatizing the airport, what do we even mean? Yeah, that's a really great question. <laughs> um, so St. Louis Lambert International Airport is the largest public asset that the city has. So it's owned by the city. Um, the city has been involved, as you said, for more than a year in an exploratory process that's looking at what could be the possible benefits from leasing the airport to a private operator? So again, the word lease is important. The city would continue to own the airport, but most likely in looking at other examples, be a long-term lease between 30 and 40 years maybe. Um, but again, I think the thought process was really, is the city making the most money it can be out of the airport? And could a private operator do a better job of stabilizing the financial picture? Um, and so I think the city, as you mentioned, is also wondering, could we really benefit from getting a lump some right now to help out with other parts of the city, too. I understand this is fairly unusual. How did this process even begin for St. Louis? So this process started a couple of years ago under the former mayor, Francis Slay, um, sort of as he was outgoing. Um, and then it really picked up a year ago. The city hired consultants in June of 2018. They hired a consultant group called Fly314. They're a subsidiary of Grow Missouri, which, of course, is um, headed by Rex Singfield, um, who, who funds a number of things in the community. He's, um, he's a uh, conservative philanthropist and billionaire. Certainly, certainly. And so they pitched this initially as a 22-month exploratory process, um, certainly highlighting the exploratory nature of this, saying, of course, you know, at any point in the process, we could stop doing this. And and really what's interesting is almost no one is coming out as being a proponent of airport privatization. There's a lot of people that are pro-process, pro-thinking about what this could be. Um, the mayor, um, Lyda Cruzen, has previously said, um, you know, we don't know what the city could get until we see a deal on the table. So really, there's a lot of people just wondering, how could we even explore this process? Is there someone who can front the money um, to see what, what we have here? So Grow Missouri is funding all of the consulting costs so far. And that will change if a deal goes through. At that point, their fees come out of the eventual deal. Yeah, so this is something that, you know, people have continued to ask questions about. Um, it came up at a recent airport meeting last week, uh, or a couple of weeks ago, actually, um, and you know, the director of the airport, Rhonda Hum uh, Nabruji, had said that, you know, there would be a repayment to Grow Missouri at the end of the day if the city decides to go through with leasing the airport. Um, now, exactly where that money will come from is unclear. Um, Alderwoman Marlene Davis has made it clear that she doesn't want this to come out of any kind of general revenue. Um, she wants this to be actually in addition to any kind of fee that a bidder would pay for. Unclear exactly whether that's going to cut into the deal that a city could potentially make. So a lot to explore here. Has any other major airport in the U.S. ever done this? 
You know, the short answer is not exactly. Um, Puerto Rico has privatized its airport. It explored this process and went through with it in 2013. They've got a 40-year lease on the airport. But the environment there, the economic environment, is much different. Their infrastructure is it's much different. They're um, in the Caribbean, not in the Midwest. Sure, exactly. And and so if you're trying to find another example, you could look at Denver. I think some people have drawn comparisons. Um, they actually just pulled their public-private partnership last week. Um, and, and what's different, first to note, is really it was just a construction and management of one terminal versus what the city in St. Louis is considering is management of the entire airport. So let's talk about Denver for a minute, because that is some very recent news. Um, They had hired a private firm to manage and construct one terminal. And as you say, they pulled the plug. What happened there? That's a good question. I think people are still trying to figure out those pieces. Um, So it was with Great Hall Partners, which is run by Ferrovial Airports, also a name that had been floating around interest in privatizing and taking private the airport here in St. Louis, which is why it's interesting to us here. But it was a $1.8 billion contract. And there had been reports over the last couple of months of fear about delays, higher, way higher costs, millions more dollars, safety concerns, and contract violations. So some pretty serious things. The director of that airport has said that they're sort of there's a sigh of relief, even though they're still going to have to pay a lot of money for this project. Um, they're relieved to not be a part of the private partnership. Just anymore. to get out of that deal. Wow. Earlier this month, the Business Journal quoted the mayor as saying the city would issue a request for qualifications for potential lessees, quote, in about a week. That was two weeks ago. There's still no RFQ. Corinne Ruff, what's going on with that situation? You know, that's a great question. Uh, The mayor's office has since walked back that claim. When I've talked to spokespeople there have said, you know, the mayor really just wants to see this RFQ come out as soon as possible. You know, what she meant by a week. Did she really mean a week? Um, Again, we're probably not even going to see that come out during the meeting this coming Tuesday. I I think she would like to see the the request for qualifications come out. But right now, what's been happening is several meetings have been talking about sort of preliminary negotiations with airlines. So they have to make sure that most of the airlines are on board with this before they even continue the process. and the, at the end of the day, to get this approved, they would need a majority of the airlines to sign off too. So there's that. And there's also just finalizing all of the legal jargon that has to go into an RFQ to make sure that this is actually what the city wants. We don't know what's going to be in the RFQ yet, but in conversations I've had with the mayor, I know that one point that she wants to be included is that there would be protections for workers there, Um, specifically looking at making sure union workers could still have their contracts honored and that maybe when they're going to renegotiate, they'd still have some of that bargaining power. We attempted to get representatives of Fly 314, those are the city's consultants on this process, and the city, to talk about the airport privatization process. Last week, we were told someone from the city would come on the show. Earlier this week, we were informed there was a scheduling conflict and no one would be available. We've been assured that 19th Ward Alderwoman Marlene Davis, who's chairwoman of the Board of Aldermen's Transportation and Commerce Committee, as well as St. Louis Deputy Mayor for Development Linda Martinez, will join us early this month. We are, however, joined today by Kara Spencer. She's the Alderwoman representing the city's 20th ward. Alderwoman Spencer, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me here We're today. We're glad somebody could be here. <laughs> You've been one of the most outspoken critics of this process. What's your biggest fear when it comes to airport privatization? You know, I think uh, the fear is really in uh, what could happen. Um, as Corinne pointed out, um, we Uh, There is a lot of unknowns here. But one thing that I want to clear up is that there has been a privatization uh, uh, airport 
in the United States that has gone through and gone whole, like very, very wrong. Uh, and Stewart International Airport in New York privatized in 2007. And after just seven years of that private operator, they pulled out and it cost the taxpayers of New York $75 million to get out of that privatization. That is the only airport on mainland United States that has gone private. And I'm very concerned that the city of St. Louis could find itself in a very, very similar situation. A situation like Denver, as you pointed out, is uh, gone woefully awry. Um, that's going to be wrapped up in litigation for the next couple of years. And it could cost Denver very, very significantly, millions and millions of dollars. And I'm quite frankly worried that the city of St. Louis, who doesn't have a very good track record of negotiating with developers, as we've seen with Paul McKee and others, could end up in a very, very bad deal um, that could end up not only costing us money, but could really do great damage to the airport and our ability to interact on a, on a, on a uh, regional economic basis. We actually got a voicemail from a St. Louis resident named Anthony. I want to play that here. Let's give that a listen. Hello, my name is Anthony Doss. I live in the city of St. Louis. My question is, why are we looking to privatize the airport anyway? I mean, I'm 62 years old. I haven't known other than that ill-fated W1W uh, with the runways, I'm still trying to figure out why there's a need to have to privatize one of our biggest assets. Whose pocket are we putting money into now? I think we've put money into the pockets of enough rich people in St. Louis. Half of them don't even uh, live in this region. So I ask again, why are we trying to privatize the airport? Thank you. That was a listener, Anthony, who left us a voicemail. Do you have questions about St. Louis's possible plan to lease its airport? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Um, Alderwoman Kara Spencer, we got this question from Anthony. He's asking, um, why do we want to do this? Is there concern that the airport is not being run well, that it's it's not doing what it should be doing? You know, I share Anthony's question, why are we looking to privatize the airport? And quite frankly, I haven't gotten an answer to that question that makes sense to me. Um, you know, our airport is doing really quite well. As you know, we were a hub for TWA and we lost that hub status. We had the distinction of being the only airport to have completely lost a major hub airline and regained another one. Um, and, you know, we are coming out of that very low point in our history, our airport's history, and we are going gangbusters. 2017, we were the number seven airport in the country as far as growth out of 457 national airports, airports nationwide. The city of St. Louis is growing at leaps and bounds. In fact, we, our growth is double or triple times our peer, our peer uh, cities as far as airport passenger growth. So I really don't think we could argue that our airport isn't doing well or that we need a new operator or that we need to see faster growth. Our regional economy has stagnated uh, since the 70s, um, but our airport despite that, is growing, growing, growing very tremendously under public ownership. And so I don't really see the rationale for considering uh, changing uh, the leadership there. Uh, 
Corinne Ruff, can, can you speak to that as somebody who's um, maybe a little less um, on, on the side of sure. one, one party or the other here? Do, is mean, the airport doing okay? Yeah, when you look at the, the reports, they just put out um, for Q2 some new numbers about passenger counts. So the, the director of the airport had said that it's the best passenger traffic since 2000. So are we ever going to be the hub that we were when TWA was here? Most likely not. I don't think that's a realistic goal that the airport is, is trying to achieve. But I do think that we've seen improvement in terms of passenger growth, more flights have been added. Um, Southwest is really the big hub here now. And then we've also seen, you know, the Darling Green, the comptroller just refinanced um, the bonds, sort of the debt for the airport, um, saved the city more than $29 million. So when you look at it from a financial sort of perspective, you can see that the airport clearly is improving. Um, When you ask people, you know, why are we considering this process? I think consultants of this process have painted a slightly different picture. Um, I have heard people talk about, you know, oh, there's buckets catching rain in the airport. I've never seen a bucket in the airport before. But I think there's sort of a question of, could it be even better? Could a private operator come in with some efficiencies, maybe cut some costs certainly in certain areas, make concessions better, and also redevelop some of the land there? In some of these meetings, there's also been an environmental report to look at that land and see, could they lease it to other developers? That's Corinne Ruff of St. Louis Public Radio talking about airport privatization. We're also speaking with Alderwoman Kara Spencer. We need to take a quick break, but we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Now back to our conversation with Corinne Ruff and St. Louis Alderwoman Kara Spencer. Do you have questions about St. Louis's plan to find a company to lease its airport? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. We are hearing from some listeners and we're going to get to that in a minute. But first, one question for Kara Spencer. Is your sense that privatization is a done deal? What would it take to stop it at this point? Absolutely. Absolutely not. Uh, Look, when we applied for the program back in 2017, uh, one thing was very clear at that time, and that was that the city of St. Louis uh, went to the FAA and said, look, look, we want to explore this process. But in doing so, we are going to give the public a right to vote on that. It was a very crucial component to the application to the FAA. And right now, the current administration has backtracked on that and said that the city voters don't really need to have a say on that. And that is a major, major shift and one that we need to discuss very, very publicly and one that the general public needs to weigh in on. I think that uh, we have a proposal, several proposals before the Board of Aldermen right now to give the public a right to vote on this. Um, And if the current administration has changed course uh, on this major, major uh, uh, way of authorizing privatization of our airport, we need an explanation on why it is that the general public would not weigh in on the ownership, the long-term lease of its single largest asset. I think um, not only do we need to have the public weigh in on this, but we need a real argument as to why we're even looking at this. I have great concerns about the conflicts of interest associated with the process so far, and I think the general public joins me in these in these concerns. Okay. We may talk about those conflicts of interest in a moment. Uh, Corinne Ruff? Yeah, I think it's worth pointing out who has to approve this deal potentially at the end of the day. So right now, certainly a vote from the Board of Aldermen, from um, the ENA board, a majority of the airlines, and of course the FFA, so or the FAA. So right now there isn't a public vote included, although obviously you've got several efforts underway. 
way. Well, actually, I mean, that is really a legal opinion that has not been clarified. As I pointed out, um, in the application itself that the city submitted in March of 2017, um, it describes on the very front end the authorization um, process. And what it states is that we do not have the authorization right now to go through with this. And in order to do so, we would either need to have a charter amendment change or an ordinance. And the city at that point stated that its preference was to have a charter amendment change. Um, and at that point, that would require a public vote. So to me, there is a legal question on the table as far as whether or not the public has a right and a need to weigh in on this major, massive, perhaps the largest decision that this city is making in the next decade. That's Alderwoman Kara Spencer. Let's go to the phone lines here. Um, we've got Jim. Hi, Jim, you're on St. Louis on the air. Yes, good morning. Thank you. Um, I would like to know what the city's long-term plans for the airports are. I'm a long-term resident of Brixton. I lived through that expansion process. My son lost in elementary school. And uh, uh, now there's a bunch of uh, vacant space at the airport, an entire concourse, an international guard base. I'd like to know how this is going to impact the surrounding area in a long term as as I'm I'm a neighbor of the airport and I I like living near the airport because I use it to travel a fair bit. Sure. But I, I don't trust the city in terms of what their plans might be. And I think a lot of the other residents in my area share that feeling. OK, thank you, Jim, for that question and that call. Um, do you have any answer, Kara Spencer, for Jim from Bridgeton? You know, I mean, Jim, I can understand your frustration and your distrust. I mean, we uh, really, when we expanded the airport, took out an entire north side neighborhood with really not a long term plan. Um, the city of St. Louis has really failed to do appropriate planning on a lot of different levels, neighborhood planning. And certainly I think this is one of them. I do not understand what the city's plan with regards to this is. Look, Lambert is one of four regional airports. In fact, we have two international airports right in the St. Louis region that are going to be connected by a Metrolink very shortly here. And if it were up to me, um, what I would do is put us under a, a regional transportation plan that would not only include all of our airports, but include our uh, cargo, our, our river traffic, which is really significant. We're the second largest port in the United States. Um, and put together a regional transportation and, and uh uh, economic development plan that would really improve the economy here. Um, but unfortunately, that's not what we see here. This is a one-off single deal looking at just siphoning off one particular asset, the airport, and 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 potentially putting it under a private ownership that would really preclude us from having a civic regional uh, plan for our transportation assets. Our phone lines are absolutely blowing up here, which is awesome. Um, we've got another caller. Let's go to Mike. Um, Mike from St. Louis. Hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. Hi. Um, I was just curious if Kara thinks that uh, this reminds her in any way of the Better Together proposal with um, Rex Singville being involved and Steve Stanger. And, Mike, um, that's, that's a great question right there. Kara, do you so. see any similarities to that I, aborted plan to merge city and county? What a great question. I see so many similarities. My mind is exploding. I mean, not only are there a lot of similarities, we have the same exact players here at hand. Jeff Rainford, uh, who was the chief of staff under Mayor Slay, who uh, helped develop this entire proposal, uh, was on the Better Together board. He's now a lobbyist for Oak Tree Capital, which is looking at uh, privatizing our airport. Um, you know, Mary Ellen Ponder, who was also a chief of staff for the mayor, now works for Travis Brown uh, under uh, Rex Singfeld. We have the entire city's lobbying team, Jeff Abusi, Tom Dempsey. These these guys work for Rex in addition to working for the city of St. Louis. Um, you know, we have, it, it, it almost feels like a 
a, a better together point too. To me, I really think that the privatization of the airport was a deal that was a designed to help pay for the better together proposal in which we were going to dissolve city government into a regional uh, entity under Steve Stenger. Um, these are Again, a lot of the same exact players that we are we are talking about here. Corinne Ruff, do you see some similarities between these two plans? You know, I think that's kind of hard to say. I actually came in and I joined this radio station right as Better Together was falling apart. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, you know, just I think that's why there's been sort of a lack. People have said it, a lack of transparency, a lot of conflicts of interest. And I think for a lot of people, a lot of people in the public just see this plan as sort of dead in the water because of all of these conflicts of interest right up front. So I think if you just look at the players, for a lot of people, they're wondering, okay, is this the same thing? That's enough that it feels like the same. Let's go back to the phone lines. Our callers are on fire today. Um, Let's go to Barb. Um, Barb, hi. You're on St. Louis on the Air. Hi. Um, I just moved from uh, Chicago where Mayor Daley leased out the parking system and the parking meter system and Skyway, and it was a disaster. All of the money that was supposed to support us for many, many years to come was used up in three years. And so my point is, beware. Um, Thank you so much for that, Barb. That's kind of a sobering example from Chicago. Um, Corinne, is that a a situation that you're at all familiar with, what happened there? A little bit. I mean, that was definitely cited as an example of why in in 2013, when um, the the mayor of Chicago was looking at privatizing Midway Airport, Mm -hmm. it ultimately decided not to go through with it. Because the parking meter situation. Specifically looking at that deal. And I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say that lease was almost 100 years. It was a very long lease. I think there were a lot of protections that at the time the city didn't really look through. I think it just really needed the infusion of cash right there. And when you look at a lot of these public-private partnerships, a lot of them go through because cities are in desperate situations. They need some kind of financial stability, and they turn to these kinds of partnerships. But ultimately, that deal didn't go through with Midway. you know, Emmanuel had said, I want a traveler's bill of rights. I want to guarantee the number of restrooms. I want it only to be 40 years. And I want to make sure that the city gets some proceeds along the way. And all of those things scared away almost all the bidders except one. And then he said it wasn't a competitive process. So that certainly the, the example of parking meters played into that situation. We got an email from Bob, who was one of the residents who's been trying to attend some of the airport meetings to talk about what's happening with this process. He asked, the meeting format is about 10 minutes of open meeting, and then apparently they go into executive session. Is there a way to ask questions or voice concerns? What can concerned citizens do so that compensated individuals at the table know of our disapproval? Um, Corinne, I know that you have tried to cover some of these meetings. Has that been your experience as well? Yeah, generally these meetings are pretty short. All of the action is really happening in closed session. Um, It's not public information to know anything about the contracts, any of the legal matters that are happening. So most of that is just happening behind closed doors. Um, The last meeting I went to last week was three minutes. I think that might be a record uh, for how short it is. I think they really were in open session to go into closed session. Some of them are longer when they were talking about some of the land issues. Sometimes they have the consultants report back what's happening with community engagement. So what I would say to Bob is they have had some neighborhood association meetings to sort of hear from residents and hear questions and concerns. But um, 
you know, the last one that happened was June 20th. So that was a while ago. Um, they don't have plans for more yet, although they have said if an RFQ comes out, that'll give them a bigger platform to have more meetings. Okay. Kara, any advice for somebody who wants to make sure their voice gets heard in this thing? Yeah, I would I would definitely reach out directly to your representative, your alderman, your the, uh, the mayor of the city of St. Louis, um, and let them know how you feel. Because quite frankly, I think that uh, a lot of this has happened behind closed doors. We saw that uh, from the very, very onset with the construction of the contract to begin with and and that's why you see these very worrisome conflicts of interest associated with them when we issued the contract to begin with this was paid for by Rex Singfeld okay and this was developed in a closed door we didn't even know this was happening it was just sort of dropped in the last two weeks of Mayor Slay's tenure it was developed uh completely behind closed doors uh, by by uh, the investors that are interested in participating and the uh, RFP was issued in such a way and constructed in such a way that there was only one respondent to it, and that was Rex Singfeld's group. He wrote the RFP, was still under contract with the city of St. Louis when he won the bid. It is absolutely egregious, um, and these backdoor, behind-the-scenes contract building um, should not be tolerated by the city of St. Louis, and every citizen should express at least outrage at the process so far. Let's I think, go, oh, sorry. I was going to say, from the city's perspective, I think there is a reason why these are happening behind closed doors. They don't want to scare away potential bidders, and that's part of the, the, the reason to not have it in, in, in a public forum. Um, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, hi, uh, Dominique. Um, let's take that call. Dominique, you're on St. Louis on the Air. Hi. I was calling in order to say that uh, I am an organizational consultant. I do work with for-profit and non-profit, uh, whether it's school districts, um, for-profit businesses. And anytime that you're considering uh, doing something transformational, you just go through a process. And I think that right now, it might be premature one way or the other to try to draw some conclusion simply because it's a process that's not been concluded and there is no decision at this point. I think we're in a better position to be able to decide one way or the other once you're in a position to determine what the next step is because right now it's there's there's nothing. There's nothing really there. You're just going through what might be uh, industry-wide due diligence, whether it's a municipality or just a business in and of itself. and. So when all of the information is in and before a final decision is made, then you're in a position to have further discussion. But right now, everything is pretty much premature. Dominique, thank you for that call. Um, I think that certainly expresses the perspective of, of city officials and how they feel that it's maybe even too early to begin having this conversation, which might be a fair point. Um, we've got a clip of Mayor Lida Krusen talking to Corinne, actually, back in June about the possibility of a public vote. Um, let's give that a listen. If the proposals that we get, assuming we get to that point, if the proposals that we get are not persuasive enough on their own value, on their own terms, then ENA will not support it, the Board of Aldermen will not support it, the airlines will not support it. So, I mean, I think we have to wait to see what's in front of us before we decide whether or not we support it. I am not committed to privatizing the operation of the airport. We've got to see what we get before we know. That was Mayor Lida Cruz. And Kara Spencer, what would be your response to that? My response is really we need to go back to the drawing board and we need to start with the authorization to begin with. When we applied for the FAA uh, program, we were very clear in that application that the public would be able 
to weigh in and either we lied to the FAA or we have changed our minds. And we need an explanation as to why it is that all of a sudden the public is no longer, the, the input of the public is no longer a valuable component to providing the authorization required to participate in this program. And you know, we would be a guinea pig nationwide in moving forward with this and that is something that I don't think the city has a very good track record in doing right now. Um, and quite frankly, I, I am extremely cautionary about the process so far and, and unless we can involve the public, I'm really not interested in seeing us move this forward at this point. That was Alderwoman Kara Spencer. We were also joined today by Corinne Ruff of St. Louis Public Radio. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you so much. And I'm going to thank everyone for calling today. We've actually run out of time for this segment. Uh, we appreciate you hanging on there on the line, but we're not going to get to you. So you can still voice your questions or comments by leaving a voicemail on our line at 314-516-6397. That's 314-516-6397. I want to remind people that we did invite representatives of Fly 314 in the city to join us. They ultimately had a scheduling conflict. They say they're going to come on the show next month. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you.